Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief, Ryan Sen. Here with my co-host today, Kevin Silva. Hello, I'm here with blondish hair. You are here with blondish hair. Uh, we're also once again joined by Pro Wrestling Sheet writer, Daniel Trainer. Trainer, how's it going? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. It's, uh, it's an honor to be, uh, to be asked to return. Yeah, well, I mean... You're technically getting paid by the site right now, so I feel like <laughs> instead, instead of hounding someone down to, to come join us when Jamie or someone can't do it, I'm like, well, I mean, I already know Trainer has watched everything because we've talked about everything. So That is, that is correct. So now uh, we, can, we can discuss everything instead of just uh, in brief text message form. Also, you, you're, you, the other Daniel Trainer just left the room. It looks like Trainer. Yeah, there, there was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, there was a ghost me in the Zoom call. I don't know <laughs> who that was, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy he's gone. I didn't like that guy anyway. Yeah, yeah, that trainer sucked. Everyone was scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we got a lot to talk about, uh, and so let's just dive into it. Uh, I want to start off first. We're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about AEW. Um, but just kind of some newsworthy things that happened right off the top. And I think the most newsworthy thing, to, in my opinion, this week uh, was the fact that WWE, once again, uh, has a little bit of a crowd. They're, they're using NXT wrestlers uh, for an audience, similar to what you've seen on AEW Dynamite in terms of using talent that uh, are wrestlers, but very different in the execution, I would say. Uh, you know, the, the, the on AEW, they've been doing the whole, uh, you know, just the front row crew. You know, you've seen the wrestlers you know. There's some indie talent, too. Uh, some of the guys from Dark and such. 
Um, but they're, you know, they're kind of right there in the front row, uh, sitting sometimes, whatever. It kind of like looks like they're all hanging out. Uh, this was a little bit different. Uh, this, they've got plexiglass up, which, uh, you know, for just for safety purposes, I'd imagine. And, and then also, uh, not just the safety glass, but they're all social distancing in the crowd as well. Uh, but no one's really, sta- no two people are standing right next to each other. They're all uh, spaced out, which, you know, I thought was really good in what they were trying to do. I thought that you know, it, it at least sends a message of like, hey, we're not just trying to abuse the fact that we're allowed to call ourselves essential. We're going to try our best to space everyone out here. Uh, even though I know they're still touching, it's hard to even judge that because they're still touching in the ring. So it's who knows what the right and wrong thing to be doing here is. Uh, but still, I mean, God, I got to say it was great to have some sort of noise during matches again. I loved it. I mean, I, I don't know. It makes me feel yeah, I, uh, it almost like a little bit silly that like <laughs> like hearing noise affects me, like my my ability to enjoy it so much. It makes me feel sort of stupid. But I love I loved it. Like I I really think it helps, and it, it is it is different that they're it, it, the the two feels of you know mm. let's uh, comparing NXT to AEW with with the execution like you were saying Ryan it is different which I kind of appreciate the plexiglass I think is actually kind of cool like maybe because I'm a hockey fan it's just it feels like they're behind glass or something I I enjoy that I've really been enjoying mm. the just the look and the atmosphere of the AW show so much more just being an open air and there's just like a really cool feel to it. So I, I enjoy the fact that there are fans now in NXT. Um, I, I think it helps. I mean, just like even just people reacting to moves and reacting to, to near falls, I think makes the experience feel so much more familiar. And I think it just honestly improves the quality of the viewing experience exponentially. So I, I'm happy that it's happening. I hope that it is, you know, being done safely. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. I just, um, I think NXT, they kind of figured it out a couple days later than how it was presented on Raw. And I feel like a lot of the NXT, the talent that's on the NXT show feels more comfortable around their, their people that they work closely with than, say, Bobby Lashley, who they rarely ever get to see. So it kind of comes off a little different than how it was on Raw. On Raw, they also kind of just kind of presented them like, almost like they were action figures in a display case. Like, they were just like, here's a shot of them, just like standing there still. And it was kind of weird. Uh, I liked the fact that it was a little darker on the crowd in NX, when it was the NXT show. I think that made a little bit of a difference. Um, See, but I, I liked the AEW. I liked them. Well, I was going to say, one thing about the NXT thing that I didn't like before you switch over to the AEW thing, the one thing I disliked about NXT compared to WWE, uh, you know, Raw. We haven't had SmackDown yet this week, but with Raw, um, with Raw, I felt like, and maybe I'm wrong, I felt like they said, maybe maybe they didn't, but just the way they presented it on NXT was as if these were fans to a certain degree, to me it felt like. Right. Like, this is the NXT universe, and like, it felt to me like the way they were trying to present it was that these aren't, wrestlers when you're like wait no that guy that's that's Zia Lee she wrestled on the show a few weeks ago like you know like <laughs> so that part was a little jarring for me and then it was even like Triple H being like you know do, do the whole we are NXT mm-hmm. thing like he does for the fans and I was like but these are wrestlers that are being 
paid to be there. It's weird to act like they're fans, you know? But but they are NXT. They it's not he's not lying. I mean they he's not NXT. lying. But he's like using his own phrase in a different way and I don't like it cuz it's supposed to be like about the fans, not not the wrestlers. Do you think they do oh, a thing man. where like they like auction off like spots in the crowd to fans or something like it is no. it is it is this weird it, it, I, I agree with what you're saying though it's weird to sort of not make it clear who <laughs> these people are it is just kind of odd that some of them are like well we know we know who that is it's just kind of weird and then it's like I, I i wonder the conversations that are being had in terms of like okay, you need to cheer for this person harder than the other person. I don't know, you know, if that's happening. From what or... I was told, they were they were just allowed to wing it. They were they yeah. were just told, like, just, just, just cheer who you would cheer, boo who you would boo, like, do your thing. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, I like that. I think I, I, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. But, yeah, I mean, I like that they're just out there. And truly, I think it's, I think I feel it maybe more in AD, in AEW. Maybe you can see the people better, but like you do get the sense that they're just out there having a great time, you know, and like enjoying the show. And when you see other people enjoying it, it just makes it so much more communal. Like these shows without fans are so hard to get into. We talked about this, you know, and everybody has ad nauseum. But like there is just that thing of like seeing somebody else enjoy it makes you enjoy it more. Sometimes when you're watching two people in a ring, you're, it almost feels like you're the only person watching it. You know, it's, it, it's, it loses that communal aspect of it. So yeah, I, I'm excited to see, you know, how they kind of progress with things moving forward, but I love it. Yeah. And we're, you know, we'll go into the shows, you know, in a little more detail on some of them, but you know, I think that some, so I, I can't tell if, you know, some of the matches I liked more, just for that reason, like just because I heard people reacting to it again, and it made me feel emotions that I don't normal that that I don't, I wasn't feeling when I'm alone. I think so. I think that definitely plays a part because you're 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 like you're going to be more. You, it was missing, so you're going to be more interested in something now that you have other people reacting. So I, I don't know, I, but raw. I felt like I don't know. It's funny hearing that you say that they were told. Kind of wing it because it sounded to me they're booing the hills, cheering the faces, and that's all they were doing. I thought Raw sounded really robotic to me. Uh, I, I thought it was more. That's what they're doing on AEW too, though. No, because the heels are cheering for the heels, the faces are cheering for the faces. It makes more sense because they're yeah, all but there wasn't anyone at that time. Mm, is there anyone particularly? Because I feel like there wasn't a. As much as we knew who some of the people were in the crowd, there wasn't anyone that, like, the most character-based person in the crowd that I could think of that you... Malcolm. Was Malcolm Bivens, yeah. Where you would, like, see him doing probably the opposite of things. And they showed him booing the appropriate person at one point in time. So I don't... I I don't don't know. I I, I get what you're... I see what you're saying, though. I see what you're saying. See, that's the part I like about AEW's because like everyone's in character of like who, what their character would be doing. But again, like you said, we're not, a lot of people aren't familiar with these NXT characters and a lot of people just don't know, are they a face? Are they a hill? And sometimes the talent doesn't know if they're a face or hill either. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, very fair. Do you think, uh, could you guys see the, the plexiglass making a, a permanent stay after yes. all of this? 
I do. I, I think I, I think I kind of like. I was hoping that they were going to go that route because then they could put like hockey shield, like putting up the hockey plexiglass, so it's a little bit more hard. Um, and that'll be utilized in matches. I'm sure. I mean, it was already kind of being utilized in some of the matches already. So throwing somebody into a plexiglass is going to be on a, a new norm, I think. Yeah, I think I, I like the look of it. I think it's cool. It, you know, as things progress back a little bit, it will be interesting to see what sort of protocols remain in place. And I think that something like that makes a lot of sense. And truly, I like I, like I said, I think it looks cool. Like, I think just leave it there for, for just aesthetically, if nothing else. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, it's, it's good to be there. I feel like the super fans are going to be so mad that they will not be visible on camera anymore. Like, they'll just be <laughs> – They'll just be rock. Like Frank will be like have like you know the whole thing in front of him. He'll be so pissed. All of them. They'll be so mad. You know what? Too bad. Okay. Sorry. You're gonna have some glasses <laughs> for it. It's gonna be fine. It's fine. I will. We need a green shirt need, guy. Is gonna have a little bit of. It's yeah. It's it's whatever. It's great. It's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're not gonna get into all of double or nothing, but I do want to talk a little bit about. Stampede, the stadium stampede match seems like it was a pretty polarizing thing. Um, I loved it. You know, I love all these fun, wacky things that they're having to do to kind of think out of the box a little bit. And there were so many fun moments within the match, in my opinion. And 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 I felt like Paige was the superstar of the stadium stampede match, just from even though he was like in it probably the least because of his whole thing that he was doing. I felt like he had all the best moments, you know, when he, when he finally shows up on the horse and he's chasing Sammy down, you know, and then, you know, then he goes to the bar and then he has his whole like, you know, Chuck Norris karate moment in the bar with Jake Hager. Just, I, I thought he was the standout of the match uh, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. The, I mean, the match itself, I was I was really not feeling it for maybe the first really? like. Well, no, for for maybe the like first, I don't know, ten minutes or so. I, and I don't really know why. I just I just wasn't getting into it. It just felt off. It just kind of felt like they were fumbling around on a football field. Uh, but by the end of it, I, I really started to enjoy it. something that sort of struck me about the match. I don't know if you guys noticed this or, or even registered it, but, you know, with with these cinematic matches, uh, you know, Boneyard, Firefly, whatever, um, you know, those ones in particular, I think really benefited from sort of a lack of an announced crew. And for whatever reason, that kind of affected me a little bit where like, and I, I liked, I liked the AW crew, but like they were kind of talking a lot and it was, it, just made it feel just like an, a regular match to me where it didn't feel separate. It didn't feel different. It didn't feel that unique, at least to start. But I, I adjusted to that by the end. And, yeah, I, I really enjoyed myself, <clears throat> all things considered, by the end of things. I thought Hangman looked great. I thought it was a really fun showcase for all those guys. I mean, you know, they're coming back to playing with certain tropes, with Sammy getting chased down. You know, I like that they went all over the arena. You know, there's a horse on a football field. Who doesn't love that? Um, so by the end, by the end, I really enjoyed myself, but it did take me a beat to get into it. See, it's funny that you say that. Cause I was like, you know, obviously we don't know what it's going to be. You know, I saw there was a wrestling ring in the middle of a stadium and I was like, all right, you've got my interest. You know, I'm, I'm intrigued here. And 
And then right when the match started and they did the whole football tunnel entrance and they had all the stuff going off and the inner circle had the jerseys and everything. Cheer- I was the like, cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. I was like, all right, I'm into this. This this is good. I like this. You know, like this is something I'm going to enjoy. I don't know. I, I, I didn't like the entrances. I think that was the thing that I didn't like about really? it. Really? Was the, was the entrances. I also, at, part of me was afraid for them because it was windy and the pyro was going. <laughs> so it was just like going right into them. So that was a little terrifying. But uh, I liked the match a lot. I think uh, what you're saying about, um, what were you saying about the commentary, um, part of the thing that takes me out of it, I like JR. I think JR is good in certain certain things. Um, there's a certain thing that we'll get into later of JR that I liked. Um, but, um, I feel like he makes it feel more hokey because he thinks it's hokey. And he says like these things that, where he's just like, oh, what the hell are they doing? Like he, he feels that he feels that he's watching something really goofy. And so he kind of overdoes it because he's like, I'm going to just be honest with my opinion. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I actually really enjoyed – I, I liked there was commentary over it. I felt like with some of the cinematic matches, you know, while I I liked the Boneyard match, I, th- I didn't think the Boneyard match needed it, obviously. I didn't think the Firefly Funhouse match needed it, obviously. Um, but I felt like the one final beat could have used it. You know, I felt like um, – what was the other one? The, the Money in the Bank. Uh, Money in the Bank was fun, but I felt like once they got on the roof and actual wrestling started, commentary could have helped it. So since this was, for the most part, wrestling to a certain degree, you know, they were still doing moves. They were still, you know, doing stuff that was fighting and, and things along that lines. I, I liked that there was commentary during it. I actually, at first, the only thing I had a trouble with was I think that at first, it, it might have been because t- it felt like the announcing they did live, even though the commentary w- or sorry, sorry, even though the, the match was not right. live. Well, so- something right, but sorry, not to cut you off, but I think yeah. maybe we're about to make the same point. Is that it's funny that they're only commenting on what we're seeing, whereas there's like eight other guys off beating each other up all <laughs> over the stadium. We have we have no idea what's happening. It was very much like okay, we're going to cut to these guys and show them for five minutes. And I, in the back of my mind, I was like, what, what, what's everybody else doing? Like, I, it, I think it could have been handled a little bit more interestingly. We're like, like, like a split screen. I don't know if we got that at any point. It was very much like, okay, we're with these guys in the bar. Okay, we're going to the pool. Okay, we're back on the field. It was very much like – Well, it's know. really hard to edit that because they, oh, they filmed sure. the night – what, they filmed the night before, they said? They did interviews now. They said they filmed the night before – um, that's, I'm, I'm actually impressed with the product that they, the final product that they put out of the match, considering the little, the, 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 the small amount of time they had to edit it. Um, yeah. I, I actually, you know, I really liked the Money in the Bank match. People were like, I know some people didn't, some people didn't. I really enjoyed the Money in the Bank match. I thought it was super fun. I actually... <clears throat> And I know this is going to get me like the WWE shill comments here, <laughs> but like I, I felt like because Money in the Bank had so long to edit it, and they were able to polish it a little bit. I kind of enjoyed it a little more as a whole 
just because of the editing. Like they, they, they were able to make it tighter. Uh, whereas AEW had to like rush the edit together, but I still enjoyed the hell out of both. Like it's, it's, it's a very close, close, close call between the two. I enjoyed them both very much. Um, very different. Um, and, and, and I will say the ending of the stadium stampede was a hundred times better than the ending of money in the bank. Um, you know, I felt like that's like where the two, that was where like a different between the two, because if they had had like a few extra days to edit stadium stampede, I think it would have been no comparison. I think that they would have been able to cut a few things here and there, you know, edit it more. They would have been able to edit it more just like they did for money in the bank for like four weeks or whatever, you know? So I, that, but the, the ending of stadium stampede was 10 times better. Uh, that, that finish where they did the one wing angel off of that, you know, tower spot still or whatever, you know, the tunnel spot still. Uh, and they had that platform there that he did the one wing angel to Sammy through. That was maybe one of the coolest spots in wrestling in a very long time. I, I, I have to, that, I mean, like, I can't deny that. Like no one should deny. There's no reason to deny that. It was awesome. One of the coolest visuals it is the coolest visual that AEW has done yet, in my opinion. And seeing that behind the scenes shot of like on being the elite, like of that same spot, is really fucking cool. Dude, like, do you was... see how high he is? You're like, man, yeah, it's insane. New Jack, New Jack would be impressed by that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? like it was funny. Like, no, I'm sorry, no, no, I was no. just gonna say that it was it was kind of funny that like it looked like Aubrey took us forever kind of climbing up when they first aired it to like get the count but like when they showed the behind the scenes like she was like super quick like she was there in like no time yeah I, what you're saying about the editing i think is is really true right because it, it has a, the stadium stampede had a had a, a different feel from sort of the wwe cinematic stuff because it wasn't quite as produced and i think that does benefit it and I think it allows it to have its own identity because I do think you can get into, and we saw this with Money in the Bank, a match that I liked a lot until we got to the roof. So it's sort of the opposite of the stampede where I sort of took some time getting into it, whereas uh, Money in the Bank, I sort of got taken out at the end. You know, some of that stuff in the office, while I really liked it, was, you know, I'm thinking of like the Stephanie McMahon, Dana Brooks stuff, where that felt like very edited, very produced and stuff. And, and Stampede was more organic. And I think that did, I think that's more AEW's brand. And I think that that, I think that really actually did benefit the match. Ironically, the fact that they didn't have a ton of time to put it together. Yeah, it was almost like, like similar, well, just real fast, I was going to say it's almost similar to like a, a reality show versus like a scripted television show. Like, you know, some people Absolutely. might like the reality show way more just because it's got like a chaotic vibe to it. Uh, it's less, it's more gritty. It's less produced. Um, but then also, you know, like some people say, well, you can't say that's better. It's not as, it's not as pretty looking, less time went into it. So really, it really is a matter of taste. And I loved both of them. Like I, and, but I, the stadium said he was fantastic. I, I, I really thought they did a fantastic job with it. Um, let's yeah. move on. Let's let's move on. Let's move over to Raw. Let's talk about some of the things that happened on Raw. Uh, one of the big things was Apollo Crews winning the United States Championship from Andrade. Uh, two things here. One, I was very imp- surprised when this happened. Uh, very surprised. I like I sometimes like when I'm watching stuff and I'm like, well, this will probably happen. I'll pre-write 
something while I'm watching <laughs> it, you know? And I was just watching this, and then when he won, I was like, wait, what? He Was this a title match? Like, this was a title match, right? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, man, I got to go write this now. Like, I wasn't expecting that, you know? So uh, happy for him. Very happy for him. I, you know, I'm yeah. shocked that it's taken that he ha- – I'm not going to say that he's getting a push yet because no. we've seen the stop and start things that happen. So winning a title doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get, like, an instant push or anything like that. Uh, but I'm pleasantly surprised that he's being used on TV more. Um, I thought that he had it in him to – to be something in WWE since he got there. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to see him get a chance. Surprised mainly because Andrade. I think that, you know, him losing the title was unexpected unless the plan is to push him into the title, like the the, the world title picture once Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre is done. See, I think I think it was a smart – I think the move was this is, our, this is how we're going to start off raw with an audience again is that we're going to have a, a title change like that was a, a smart way is that we're going to get like some fun thing that happens to a good guy and everyone's going to cheer for him and you're going to hear it you're actually going to hear people cheering and it's going to be cool <laughs> like and that was like a thing that like, they're a smart move to make yeah I, I i'm interested to see where this goes if anywhere because I will be 0% surprised if Andrade wins the belt back in, like, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. Like, it ju- and it just feels like Raw is so chaotic, not the word, but it's just, like, it's just the same group of eight people wrestling each other every week in different matches and different tag teams, and it's just, like, a title win. I don't know. It didn't It didn't really surprise me because it just feels like oh, he'll, he'll lose next week. And it, I don't know. It doesn't feel that impactful. I hope they give it to him. I just like – I worry about somebody like him because I think Apollo is obviously so talented in the ring. But then it's like he's been around for so long and he's just – He's just a talented guy. Like, I don't know. Five look, years. I know. And he's like, I, what is his character? Who is he? We don't know anything about Apollo Crew. I like the guy. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I worry that he, you know, defends it a couple times and they put it back on, like, Andrade or, like, I don't know, Angel Garza takes it or whatever. I saw that, saw that Angel Garza is in the new, like, raw graphic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he surprised was- me. I was gonna bring that up, yeah, because he oh, got sorry, that. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. No, he get, he gets an upset win. He got an upset win over uh, Kevin Owens this week, which I was surprised by as well, uh, just because Kevin Owens is, you know, so high in stature at this point. Um, and then, yeah, then he gets added to the Raw banner. I'm like, man, like Angel Garza is moving up in the in the WWE. I guess so. It's it's, it's interesting. Like I I I see him t- being the one that takes that United States title back, and then uh, that's when Andrade goes for the, the WWE Heavyweight Championship. So, I don't know. I, I, I think you're right. No, I, 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 uh, I actually think you're right. You know, I said it. I said it right when Andrade first went away uh, due to a suspension, and they brought Angel Garza up. And, you know, Angel Garza is, you know, way better on the mic than Andrade. He's so much more, you know, his, his English is so much better uh, and you know that's something Vince cares about. And right when I right when he came up, I was like, man, he, he he's that's going to be the new Latin star in WWE, you know, the, the Latino star in WWE. So um, not surprised in the slightest bit that he's quickly moving up the ranks because you get those you get that Eddie Guerrero vibe from him. You get like that like that like lie cheat still like thing. Like he's very cocky. Uh, he's 
like he has kind of has a similar body type as Eddie. I don't know. It, it fits fits really well. Which makes me feel bad because for so long you heard everyone say that about Andrade, but then like now that Angel Garza's there and people see that he's like better on the mic, they're like, well, actually, maybe he's <laughs> the one. Like Eddie Guerrero, and you're like, oh, that I, sucks. What what I think is so impressive about Angel Garza, and I love Angel Garza. I think, but I think what's most impressive is the fact that. You know, he's this newish guy in the Raw roster, kind of comes up sort of out of nowhere and has managed to, like, really make a name for himself, really define himself without any people in the crowd. Like, this is a guy who relies on, like, getting some heat and the people in the crowd kind of making noise and he rips the pants off. It's a whole thing. He's managed to, like, really cement himself and make a name for himself without anybody in the crowd, which I think is really, really impressive and I think speaks to what a presence he has because it's so easy to get like swallowed up when there's nobody making any noise especially a new guy and he's really come out and just been I mean imagine you know one people come back that's what I'm fascinated about about all these pushes and starts and stops it's like who are people going to react to once these shows come back? You know, they're going to react to everybody. I feel like yeah. <laughs> the first few shows, they're just going to everyone's getting cheered. Everybody oh, can't cheered. wait. Baron Corbin's going to get that road warrior. Okay, let's pop. not let's not be crazy here. Whoa, <laughs> nobody's uh, <laughs> cheering for but, Baron Corbin. With with Angel Garza though, uh, you know, two things. One. That thing this week where he was explaining how sex works while there was a wrestling match going on on the TV <laughs> behind him, I, I was dying of laughter because it's like he's having this most such a sensual conversation while there's just like two beefy dudes, you know, grinding on each other behind her, smashing yeah. each other to the mat and stuff. And I'm like, this, the, the images here are just too funny. Like, they're so, they're, they're great. I was cracking up. And then also, um, with Angel Garza, you know, I actually wonder if the direction they're maybe going to go in is like you said, uh, Angel Garza wins the United. He's he's going to be the one that takes it from Apollo pretty quickly. I'm wondering, and then we get a feud between Andrade and Angel Garza, and maybe for the first time we get to see maybe if we they 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 test the waters on a face run for Andrade maybe. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't no. care for it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't care for it personally. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think Andrade is so great at, at what he does. I mean, I think like Angel Garza can really. I mean, I don't really know. I think I don't know. Like, I think Angel Garza could be this like really fun kind of face guy who is just like you know a lot of a lot of people kind of hate him, but that's this whole thing. I think Angel Garza, you push him with a more sort of a major face thing. And I think that's more successful. Andrade, I think, is one of the most purely kind of just evil, detestable guys that they have. I think he's really good at what he does. And it's like they have to have some of those guys. I mean, it's like I think the tendency to take any good heel and and just because of the fact that uh, people react to him in one way, if they try and make them react to him in, in the other way, I think just like have him be this – jerk i mean he's so good yeah. at it i mean it's I, I i don't see any reason to to mess with that i don't know i, I also like I, I don't know i could see it i could see it happen I could see oh it i could don't get me wrong i could see it right <laughs> but, but, but i don't, but the I same don't time, think they like, should well like angel garza like like we're saying like 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 eddie guerrero that eddie guerrero had that ability to be a, a shitty hill but also the hill that you loved and you you really enjoyed the fact that he was 
lying, cheating, and stealing. So Angel Garza could be that guy. And there's guys like Seth Rollins and, and Andrade who should only be heels. I feel like they should only be heels because they are, like, shitty, cocky dudes. Fair, fair. But I don't know. I feel like we've never seen Andrade as a face, so it's hard to say. Oh, yeah, man. but no, no. I don't know. I can I just know. see it. I don't know. I, 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 just, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Uh, also, we had Nia Jax earning a title shot for the women's t- the Raw Women's title at Backlash uh, after beating Natalia and Charlotte Flair. This is one of those matches where I couldn't tell if it was just because I was so happy <laughs> to have a crowd back or what, because I tweeted saying, like, man, that was a fantastic match because I, lo- I thought it was a really good match. I thought they killed it. I thought all three really brought it, and, and it was entertaining. Uh, there was spots where I thought one person was going to win, and then they didn't. Like, they actually got me on some near falls. Uh, I liked the cool, um, you know, powerbomb spot to the table because I know I, I know it's been done before, but I kind of liked to kind of, like, had to put her down on their shoulders and then walk over with her and then throw her down. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just was into all of it. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, I saw you so quiet. Right, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think we're you just both like, like, who's going to go first? One, Kevin. <laughs> but I, I, I was surprised. I was surprised by your tweet. I was a person that was surprised by your tweet because it just seemed like an odd match that I was like, all right, sure, man. But at the same time, no, it was a good match. Um, and. But, See, that's not fair. You just said it was a good match. Is uh, fantastic and good aren't that much different of words, are that they? Is, uh, that is incredibly when people ask, untrue. Yeah, when people <laughs> ask me like, "Hey, how are you doing?" and I'm like, "Good," they're like, "Oh, what's wrong?" I'm like, "No, I'm good." And they're like, "No, what's you said? Good? Why not great? Because I'm good. That's a positive thing." Why not fantastic? I yeah. Why aren't you fantastic? It's a match that I truly haven't thought about since it happened. Um, I thought it was sure, fine. I, mean, I think Charlotte matches are feeling very not special because they're happening every five seconds. And I, I uh, couldn't agree more. Don't really know why. Um, I love <laughs> I love Charlotte. She, if I were to make a list of like, I don't know, my fave my my five favorite people like in all of wrestling. Like, she might be on that list. I think she's phenomenal. But, like, it, it's it's becoming not special that she's on every single show for some reason. Uh, and the matches are all fine. They're all okay. But, like, I, I think we're diminishing, uh, I don't know, the excitement of seeing her in a ring. So maybe it my... It makes her feel less special when you're using her on every single show like that. Right. And it's like, you know, so maybe that's why the, the match on Monday, uh, it's sort of clouded by that for me, just because of the fact that there's a part of me that's like, why is she, why is she has another match? Like, I don't know. I, it's clouded by that maybe just a little bit, but... No, uh, I, it's I, I totally fine. It's fine. I thought it was the best one out of, out of all these matches that they've had her doing lately. I thought it was the best one. Like, I was like, I like that. Like, it was so much better than the tag match. I, and I didn't dislike the tag match or NXT or anything like that. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I was into this one. I also I also really liked uh, Nikki Cross uh, in the little brief moment that she had on Raw to kind of, like, go off on the Iconics. I was like, man. Where has that been? Like they need to let her do that way more. Oh, yeah. That was that was great. Yeah, it's that moment of. I yeah, she was great in that moment. Yeah, I mean Nikki 
Nikki, I, you know, again, Nikki's sort of at this place where I don't really know uh, who she is or what she's supposed to really be. But she's, yeah, she's great. I mean, the, I, it feels like they have so many of these of these people on the roster that, like, you, you just kind of inevitably forget about. And then they do something impressive or funny, and you're like, oh, I forgot how much I liked that person eight months ago. <laughs> yeah. you know? That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, because I think that... For me, the whole time, this tag team, they never really, like, explained it. Like, there was kind of, like, the initial thing. But we never really got, like, a sense of, like, these two are, like, like what they are outside of enjoying coffee, I guess, you know? And then it was, like, and then this one, I was, like, oh, all right, now they're a team. Like, now I get it. Now this makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm into this now. Well, I think the whole thing was just, like, Nikki was manipulated, and then the true thing that really happened was Alexa was manipulated by love and friendship in the end. And that's, that's why I liked really it because I think we never, really got, we never really got that 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 sense of like, okay, well, that storyline always felt like it was going to go somewhere, and it was like, no, where it went was a great bond between two people. It's, it's where it was in your heart the whole time. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm glad it did because uh, I think I was talking about this last week, but it's like you look at. Nikki and Alexa, you look at Sasha and Bailey, I mean, that's coming. You look at whatever they try to do with the Iconics, like, it's like, it's always like, there's always just friction between women. It's like, they can't get along two women? Why? You gotta be kidding me! But, but, Trader, do you you say Sasha and Bailey is coming? Uh, (laughs) Are you talking about. Are you talking about like from like two years ago? It's I don't been, listen. It's, it's been the, I the don't slowest know. burn that's ever existed. I know that like uh, current uh, the current situation I think is obviously impacted what's going on there. But I'm like, sure. <laughs> what I know, I definitely agree. Where it's like I, I've sort of abandoned any hope of it happening anytime soon. Like I don't know. I I do think that. There are maybe, you know, there are a few moments right now in WWE that you really do want to happen with people around. And obviously, I think that's what they're banking on with them. No pun intended. You know, I think they want Sasha to kind of turn on her or whatever when there's people to react. But it's like, I mean, that's not happening for months. So we're just going to be, you know, optimistically in a few months, you know, yeah, so I don't know. It's like we're just going to keep doing this like bait and switch thing, but the switch never comes, and it's just uh, it feels a little meandering. Okay, so another thing that happened on Raw this week uh, was the continuation of all this Street Profits Viking Raiders stuff, which is now basically the same thing as Matt Hardy and MVP back in the day, where they're just doing the one-upsmanship of each other and who can do better than the other. Um, I felt like this was the weakest one out of all of them. I've actually, you know, regardless of if you think they're bad or good for the Viking Raiders, I, f- I feel like they've all still been entertaining to, for the most part. Like, you still laugh at it. This one, I felt like, I don't know. I just, maybe I wasn't in the right mood for them. I don't know, but I just felt like this was the, the one for me that I just wasn't super, like, entertained by. <clears throat> Yeah, I I think this is the sort of thing that is like maybe funny once. It's not really funny twice, and then it's definitely not funny the third time. I just don't. I haven't really enjoyed much of it. I don't know. I just don't find it. It's not funny enough. It's not smart enough. It's just not a good use of these four guys. I just I don't know. It it, 
Uh, it just I try like to look at it as like a like a, as like almost like a <laughs> like Adam Sandler esque humor, which I know m- not everybody loves. Yeah, that's why it's not funny. But but it is good for the masses, you know. There's the people like Kevin Silva's dad over there who's watched the <laughs> David Spade movie with Roman Reigns in it going on four times now. So wow. you know, apparently it's really good. It's apparently it's very good. I don't know. Sure. Isn't that crazy that his dad has watched that movie four times? Yeah, is he he okay? (laughs) (laughs) My dad can't really sleep too well right now, and he's got some stuff going on. Well, there you go. But still, four times, you'd think with that time, like you got it, you got it, you got what you wanted from it once. Maybe twice. What are you trying to say about the depth of the wrong Missy. What are you trying to say about... Is, the, th- oh, the thing about the wrong Missy... <laughs> the, the thing about that movie is that my dad, he went in because of David Spade. He left because he loves Lauren Lapkus now. He's like, she's oh, so funny. I'm like, I'm like, cool. She's a very good comedian. I, I support this. We're, we were so disappointed in our old podcast host the other day, uh, Trainer. He, he, he started dating a girl. It's probably a year now, right? Maybe longer, Kevin. It's about a year, Ooh, right? Just, Who knows? But he's been dating a girl for a, been a, long a while time. now. And uh, he used to be the co-host on the show. But really, like, <clears throat> once... What happened to you, Desi? Why are you hiding in the corner over there? Once he uh, once he found this once he once he and this girl started dating, he just kind of fell off on watching wrestling as much, um, and he's fallen so off Eli that he watched the wrong Missy the other day, texted us about it about how he enjoyed it, and didn't even recognize Roman Reigns in the oh, fucking movie. No. Didn't oh, even no. I said, Oh, you mean the one Rowan Reigns is in? And he said, Oh, Rowan Reigns was in that movie. And I said, You just said you watched it. And he was like, Yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize it. Said, That's how long it's been since you watched wrestling regularly that you don't recognize <laughs> Roman Reigns? You know, I at this point I don't know if I'd recognize him. I when's the last time I saw I mean I, I <laughs> watched his clip from uh The Wrong Missy, which uh really looks great, but uh yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I recognize him now either. You know, it's been so long. So, whatever. Four thumbs up, according to Mr. Silva. That's great. I mean, I mean, that's eight thumbs up, really. Yeah. It's four times. Yeah. I mean, yeah. On one of his just... hands, he's missing three fingers, but that thumb's still there. I don't know what his... <laughs> I don't know what your dad's scale system is. I don't know. Uh, okay, well, also, we had this uh, promo from Gronk on the show uh, where he had he kind of had a Joey Janela look to him. He had kind of like a bad boy vibe with the glasses and stuff. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all there is to say. It's like, I don't, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, I... I mean, no, no, no hate on Gronk or anything. I was just no. I'll hate it, on this Gronk. was <laughs> yeah, it was a it. this was yeah, a rough fine. promo though. I was like, I don't know what was going on here, <laughs> but it felt like he did it once and was like, "That's what you're getting," and they were like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, he what? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's the whole thing is just so odd. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I, I'm never I'm never pumped to see Gronk. I mean, sorry, no, I, you know, I, I don't mean any 
you know, I don't mean to disparage the 24-7 title. You don't mean but, to disparage uh, the Gronk Nation? Gronk Nation. Give me a <laughs> um, you know, That's I Mojo's friend. <laughs> I've enjoyed, I've actually enjoyed a lot of a lot of the Gronk stuff, but this one I was like, I don't know what was going on here. It was it was just an odd promo. It was just odd. I got what he was going for. It was I don't know. It was it didn't land for me necessarily. Um, yeah. Similarly to that Liv Morgan promo, I didn't you know I think Liv Morgan's great, but I was like I don't know what they're going for with these new promos with Liv Morgan right now. Like we uh, already so had confused. a whole bunch of vignettes and stuff on her. <clears throat> Yeah, remember that? Um, I've, <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm so confused on it because, like, she, she, the way she sounded was so weird. Like, she was sounded slurry, which is I don't know if that was intended or what's going on there, but that was very weird. Uh, I just didn't, I don't understand it whatsoever. I just don't know how they can expect us to get invested in her sort of all over again after so much time was spent on all these other sort of like previous vignettes and stuff. It's like, why would I anticipate that this is going to go anywhere either? I mean, it's like, that's, that's my biggest problem with it too. Is like, we just did this. Why am I supposed to be invested in this? Exactly. Like that's a hundred, that's a hundred percent how I feel about it. Um, you know, I also, I'm having trouble getting into Lashley versus McIntyre too. I don't know what it is, but it's like, yeah, I don't, I, I, it's then it's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I, I as I told you, I told Ryan in our group text. I'm kind of. No, I'm not. It. I'm, I, I haven't been invited I, to that group text. <laughs> <laughs> it's an elusive. I, I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. I uh, I liked that that finish. I I thought it was. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a cool. It was a cool finish. It was also funny seeing a referee being like, "Wait." Uh, you guys come out from the crowd and help me out here, okay? That was a little weird, but um, but it was. That confused me because it kind of defeated the point of the plexiglass. If you're trying to separate right. the two, that was confusing to me. But uh, uh, yeah, I the, the finish. The, they didn't. They fine. didn't have twenty four. No, they did not have twenty four as one of the people to, to stop the the brawl, which we will get into in just a second. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, and it's to no fault of either McIntyre or Lashley. It's just to me, there's been no real story being told, I guess. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I'm just, just I, I'm just not going to care about what a Bobby Lashley a match. What do you, what, what, what do you mean there's a story being told? It's, it's MVP. Is is telling Bobby Lashley that you're just sitting by the by the sidelines waiting for your opportunity and you haven't been given one. It's MVP taking control of Lashley's life, and then Lashley's now inspired to go for what he he, he feels he deserves. That's the story. I think MVP being right. around is great. I mean, he elevates the entire thing. If he wasn't there, then there certainly wouldn't be any interest. And I, I'm not going to be that upset about just like. I don't know, Lashley getting one weird title shot and then they move on to something else at this weird pay-per-view sort of before the summer. No, there's another one before SummerSlam, whatever. Isn't it, but I think there's extreme like extreme rules. rules. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was supposed to go to and now I'm not. Um, no. Is uh, not to get too off topic, but is what's the backlash main event? Is it going to be the greatest wrestling match ever? I mean, 
you'd think with the way they've built this up. <laughs> Can you imagine? They're like, this is the greatest wrestling match ever. Okay, and now the main event involving Bobby Lashley. <laughs> this is the greatest match ever, but it's going to be in the mid card. No big deal. No big that deal. Has, that has to be the main event, right? Yeah, it, you think it would have to. You think it would have to be. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's move into AEW. There's a lot of. You all right here, Desmond? Oh, my dogs. What? You're okay. You're okay. Shh. Doesn't like Bobby Lashley either. Smart dog. <laughs> He's got a lot of takes. All right, let's get into AEW. Uh, AEW kicked off with uh, Young Bucks and Matt Hardy beating Private Party and Joey Janela. No, Luke Desmond's up here. You can't, I can't have all the dogs up here. Sorry. Uh, and I, I thought it was really What's good match. <laughs> I don't know. My dogs are all needing a lot of attention right now for some reason. My dogs are scared of flies for some reason. Weirdest thing for a dog to be scared of. Well, all of them? Well, two out of three. One's freaked out of flies. One is scared of flies. The small one right here is just straight up scared of flies. And he'll, like, hide in the corner when he sees one. Yeah, see, he just saw the one. I think he's, I think the reason he's freaked out is because he sees a fly right now. That's why he's, like, hiding in the corner right now. That is crazy. Yeah, I know. It's a super weird thing for a dog to be scared of, considering it's just a tiny fly. You would think they wouldn't care. I know. It's very weird. Anyways, uh, I thought this match was really good, the one that kicked off AEW, the, the six-man tag match. A lot of fun stuff in there. And, you know, I'm obviously, you know, I've said many times – on here that I'm a huge uh, Matt Hardy fan. I also love the Young Bucks. So to see them teaming together was very cool for me. It was a fun little thing. I wasn't sure when he did the whole, like, no, we want you to be a different version of yourself before the match. And then he came out like, I didn't understand what version of his character it was he was supposed to be. Did you guys? No, um, not really. No. Okay, I was making sure that wasn't just me. I just I had to make sure because I was like, I thought that he was going to be like the version of, of Matt Hardy, like right before they got all cool, hot topic style, and right. they dressed like the Young Bucks. I thought he was going to come out like that, uh, but no, we just got a. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what he what, what version of Matt Hardy you're supposed to see, but uh, really fun match, dude. Matt Hardy is so impressive sometimes. Like the fact that he's out there. You know, busting out moonsault at 45 years old, just clean moonsault, um, and just still performing at the high level that he's performing at right now. Uh, I love to see it. It also shows that, like, he really was able to preserve his body while working in WWE that whole time because he was used so little. Um, So, yeah, great match. Uh, And then, obviously, the big news that was probably the most – What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, not a secret. In the slightest. <laughs> no, the, mo- the, the the least secretive Bad cup secret. uh, debut <laughs> that, 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 that could have happened. But but still awesome. And that was FTR debuting in, in AEW, formerly the revival in WWE. Um, this was one of those things where <clears throat> I just was like, as, as, as entertaining as it was to watch as a viewer, when you see something like this, it's just one of those situations where you go like, man, that would have been a hundred thousand times cooler hot, if there was a crowd hot. there. I know. Like, like the, the, the crowd, tri- you know, the people who are there in place of a full packed arena tried. Um, but man, like that 
whole thing would have played out so much differently, so much better because of the crowd going ape shit. You know, as much as I... Oh, there's the fly. Can I kill it? <laughs> oh, I killed it! I killed the fly, Desmond. I killed it. Wow. You can all, you can all be free now. You can all be free. Whoa. I killed the fly. Is this? <laughs> Good Lord. Lord of the flies. Uh, I wow. It's okay. That was a uh, really funny joke and nobody reacted. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, they come out in the car. Uh, you know, they got the old school truck. They're debuting the same day that Scott Hall debuted on WCW to to really drive home the whole like outsiders from WWE coming in who are different from the whole indie you know vibe that you've got going on here. We're old school wrestlers. We're gonna come beat you up. Uh, I loved all of that. I just felt like man, if there was a crowd there. It would have been awesome. And also, I think that because there was no crowd there. Um, the whole like them just coming face to face thing didn't quite play as well as I think it would have with a the crowd there. I think that I felt like they didn't need the butcher and the blade in this thing, in this situation to kind of like them both to be attacking and helping out the other one and then staring each other down. Like I much rather would have seen just a like a a, a promo segment like where they came out and just called out the young bucks for calling them out for the past five years or whatever it's been. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, uh, yeah. No, go Kevin. I, I, I was going to say uh, this. Uh, I, my big takeaway from this entire moment was JR being so excited <laughs> that he was able to say somebody's name so many times correctly. He was like, he's like cash and Wheeler, cash and Wheeler. There's cash. There's Wheeler. Oh, there's cash and Wheeler. <laughs> Cash and Wheeler. Oh, there's Cash and Wheeler. He was so excited to be like, hey, I know people's names, and I'm going to say them right. It just <laughs> felt like he was like a kid on a Christmas morning. It does make me wonder if maybe they could have handled it differently, because I do think that while it's not a surprise, obviously, that they showed up, um, I think it could have been handled in a more interesting way, maybe maybe more cinematically. I mean, I, you know, because of the fact that you're not getting that pop from the crowd, I think they could have done something cool where, like, I, I don't know, they roll up at, like, you know, to, at the end of the show or something, and you see him getting out, and maybe you don't have this whole, like, you know, it's like, oh, they're here, and that's, like, kind of all you need for the first thing. Like, it almost felt – it was very anticlimactic, I thought, to, like, have them debut yeah. they're in the ring, and it's like – I don't know. I think it could have been clunky. handled. It was like a lot of stuff was happening yeah. when, like, the moment was just the Young Bucks and the Revival mm-hmm. finally coming face-to-face. Like, that just, was all you needed. Right. Just, just the Young Bucks' face, like you said, the right. Young Bucks being shocked to see – the revival show up in AEW. I, you know, I 100% yeah. agree. Like, if they had just pulled up in that truck and, like, slammed the door after the and match, that's it. I, would, I think it would have been much more effective, too, than the whole, like, are they friends? Are they not friends? Like, we know they're not friends. They've been saying fuck the revival for five years now or, whatever, <laughs> right. or however long it's been, you know? Like, yeah. the buildup is there. I don't, And it didn't seem believable that they would then come in and help you know, the Young Bucks and beat up Butcher and the Blade. And yeah. I don't know. That was confusing to me. But I, I'm still happy to see them in there. I, I'm very happy to see them in there. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for 
I, I hope that we still get a. Should be so good. I hope we still get a shatter machine. I still we I hope, still hope that that's their <laughs> finisher and they don't just go straight brainbusters with the uh, the uh, with the pile driver, pile driver, the spike pile driver. I hope you they know, actually still they, do the shatter machine. I'm sure they're so excited to be able to yeah. do pile drivers though. Like they're the old school wrestling fan of them is probably pumped that they can be doing pile drivers again. But I agree, shatter machines don't move. I hope they shatter machine is so sick though. They'll probably have a cool, probably have a different name, but yeah, I I agree. I, I'm sure they'll. Yeah, I'm, I, I would I'm fine with that. Uh, the, then we had a cage squash match, Brian Cage squash match, who debuted with AEW at Double or Nothing in the ladder match, the casino ladder match. He won. He now has uh, a title match at Fighter Fest. Whenever that happens, they didn't really say exactly when. They said over the summer, I believe, at some point. Um, it's going to be Cage versus Mox. Uh, and Mox came out on commentary uh, for the whole match. Quick squash match. Uh, he won with the his finisher, the the old Steiner move. Uh, brutal. The drill claw, right? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, the drill claw. Yeah. Um, and then there was a promo from Taz where he dropped the whole, the famous survive if I let you catchphrase at the end, but survive if Cage lets you. Um, I thought it was really good. Honestly, you know, I... I I, I really like the pairing of Taz and Brian Cage. I think that that's a good combo right there. I think that, you know, Taz uh, is an effective uh, Mike guy uh, when put with the right person. And I feel like, well, because sometimes I feel like they don't they'll put, like, I, I never liked the pairing of Samoa Joe and Taz for some reason. I just, I just, I, it wasn't for me. Uh, but, but I felt like it was because Samoa Joe didn't need him necessarily. Like he was already someone people were kind of into. Um, I feel like with Cage, Cage does need it to a certain degree. It makes him feel different than the Brian Cage that we saw uh, in, in on Impact. Um, and just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the pairing and I thought, I, I feel like this works and I feel like it's going to be a good match between them when they finally get to it. Yeah, I think it instantly elevates him. It makes him feel important, you know, especially to people who don't know who he is, maybe. I think if, like, this guy had just come and he wins this casino ladder match uh, out of nowhere and, you know, then all of a sudden he just has a title shot, I don't know that he's that imposing, but I think it's like when you have Taz paired with him, it just makes him seem like a bigger deal. Uh, So I think, yeah, I think it's smart. And Taz is really good at what he does, obviously. So, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point. That's that's actually a very good point is that it adds credibility to Brian Cage uh, so that people who don't know who he is uh, helps like, oh, well, I know Taz. So, right. all right, cool. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an old ECW guy. So, cool. This this guy's yeah. tough. I'm into that. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. Uh, we had Cody Rhodes. Uh, he won the TNT title at Double or Nothing. <laughs> Obviously, it was going to happen. Uh, I like it. And now he comes out, he does a promo about how he was a fourth person called to be hired at AEW and, uh, you know, that he that he's always about, all about proving himself to everybody. And so now he's going to be doing weekly open challenges for the TNT title. Uh, not a new concept, obviously, but you know what? It's a concept I've missed. When Cena was doing the whole open challenge thing, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh and, and, and always makes for fun TV of like, oh, who's going to answer it? And, you know, with uh, all the layoffs in WWE that recently happened, uh, you know 
whoever is taking the title from Cody <laughs> is going to be one of those WWE layoffs when it, when it finally happens and they can they can show up on on Dynamite, right? I mean, it'd be awesome. I I I thought you were going to say that it was going to be like different WWE layoffs throughout like the course of it, but maybe um, who? I, I guess maybe I, Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder is going to be the one to come in and take the TNT title off of him. That'd be awesome, about right? Yeah, I love yeah. Zach Ryder. And I yeah, I'm I'm all on board for open challenges too. I mean, there's just anything. I mean, we were talking about this. Uh, in regards to the casino ladder match, just like a mystery entrant. It's always fun because you all, you know, you get to theorize about who it's going to be. And then, you know, especially I think once we get to what these, the the non-competes that expire in July or whatever, you know, that like, I mean, it's still so far away, but, uh, you know, I assume Cody will still have the belt then. I mean, that's like, by then it's, he's defeating like eight or nine people in a row, but that sounds about right, I guess. Um, you know that like, those weeks after, you know, all these guys are eligible, you know, it's going to be very exciting and there's going to be a lot of talk about who it's going to be. So, yeah, I think it's fun. And it's, it's always fun. Like, you know, it gives a chance for, for lesser guys to kind of come up and, and just establish themselves maybe. And, uh, you know, show out against Cody in a way that maybe they, they wouldn't otherwise be able to do, you know, just have a great match with him, uh, whatever. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on board for that. I also think uh, in a in a company like AEW, uh, they'll definitely have like a few legends that answer the challenge too. Like it won't sure. just be people in the company. There'll be a few famous old school dudes that that, what that about like, the a, what like a about Ricky Morton. Like Ricky Morton will probably answer the challenge once, you know, right. like stuff like that. What about like uh, are they has AEW said anything about like intergender stuff? Like could Nyla challenge now? Uh, they haven't. I mean, it seems like Tony's not super into it, but they have had it. So, right, uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Not, it's, it's an idea. It's certainly an not, idea. Nyla doesn't have the belt anymore. She needs a new one. That would be uh, that would be, be interesting. <clears throat> Nyla like Cody it. Rose. I, mean, I think also me? if it's not yeah. Zack Ryder that takes the title from from Cody. <laughs> That to be like his big because you know Cody likes to like test everyone you know like he's like he's got the dust he's, you know he likes to have the big match for someone to like show themselves off of what they can really do uh, yeah you know he's gonna give that to Zack Ryder that's the only reason I say that maybe that I think it's gonna be Zack Ryder for the T- who wins the TNT title uh, from Cody and it's it's their big match or something like that you know. Yeah, maybe he still has the belt come Fighter Fest, whenever that is, you know, and and maybe that's when somebody and makes rolls the big in, debut. Like, I'm gonna do one at Fighter Fest too, and right. then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. Um, I also, you know, I was surprised with Dynamite this week. Um, I was surprised with uh, the fact that they uh, teased uh, tension between MJF and Wardlow first during the promo that they did, the pre-tape promo. And then again, during the battle Royal where, uh, you know, the two of them kind of like were the cause of each other's elimination and stuff. I'm interested to see where they're going. With <laughs> I think it's way too early. This is right? way too early to be teasing this. It's like, I don't know. I also like, don't, is, so is Wardlow going to turn face or is he just going to be a pissed off heel that goes his own way? I don't know. I think it's I think it's way too early for that. 
I agree, and I think what's interesting about AEW right now is is just the idea that, you know, we're sort of so used to this WWE kind of structure of, all right, now we're, we have five weeks and we're building to the next pay-per-view. And, like, we don't have that necessarily in AEW, like what we have, uh, you know, All Out was announced for, what, September? And I guess Spider Fest is probably happening before that. But, like, we don't even know when the next big show is going to be. So it's like you're kind of aimlessly booking stuff. Uh, and it just feels that to me, like the MGF stuff, just feels like, uh, you know, we have to we have to keep this going somehow. And I just worry that there's really no end in sight. You know, it's not even like if they, they can tease this and tease this, maybe they do have some sort of like blow up. But like, when does that match happen? I mean, there's, there's nothing on the, on the schedule in terms of like, you know, September's a long way away. So and that's a lot of shows you got to fill every Wednesday night. And, you know, I just worry that sometimes it's like they're just, you know, throwing stuff at a wall because they have to. I can also feel like it would be like a bad use of MJF at that point, too. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Like, you're going to have them in a match against, depending on a match against Wardlow for a fighter fest for like a pay per view event. That makes yeah. no sense because he, it should be more of like a, if MGF's going for a title or a title shot and then Warlow right. turns on him, yeah. that's better. But like, where's that on paper? If it's not going to be against Cody Rhodes or, some, or something of that nature. Right. Yeah. Um, the battle Royal itself. what do you guys think of the battle Royal itself? Dude, I, <laughs> every so often I was like, Oh, that person's in this match. Didn't see them during like one whole half of this match. That happened like five times. Uh, it was okay. It was okay. I don't know. Like I, <laughs> the, high, the high register in your voice there. Like it was okay. I I guess like I don't know. I I, I need to just like learn because I I always for whatever reason get excited for battle royals. I don't know why. I just it just the unpredictability of it. Like anybody could win. Battle royals suck. Like I don't know why I keep getting so excited for them. <laughs> Like, they're just never good. Uh, it was fine. I don't know. It was okay. I, I, I like the concept of it, but uh, I think the anticipation of, like, who's going to win is always more exciting than the actual match. Um, yeah, you're fair. I, you know, uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, I felt like, um, surprisingly, and not because I think badly of the performer or anything like that, but just because they've been so – they've used – so little in AEW, I kind of felt like Sonny Kiss stood out a lot in this match. Uh, brief, I know, but, you know, and uh, some of the stuff that he did in the match, I was like, oh, that was, that looked clean, or, like, that looked good, or, like, I want to see more of that in AEW. Like, I was kind of, I was into, I was into Sonny Kiss in this match. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought that uh, Sonny Kiss stood out a lot. Uh, I felt like they, they, they I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Kevin has done this show with me since the first show, so he's gonna know that I, I, I don't take, the, I, I don't say this lightly. But they should not put Billy Gunn in matches like this because he towers. Oh, Santana. <laughs> uh, he just towers over everybody. Like he just make you when you watch. He looks it, you like go a monster. Like, he looks like a monster. He, crazy. It's cra- he's bigger than Luchasaurus. Who's like one of their tall guys, and you go like yeah. it, 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 it. Really shows you like the size difference of everybody back then compared to now. 
uh, in the ring. Uh, and I love Billy Gunn in matches, but when you have Billy Gunn looking down on Luchasaurus in the ring, I, I just think it kind of like throws everything off a little bit. And there's no real need to do it, you know? Like, it, yeah, it, it is It is funny. I mean, I had that same thought. You see him in there, and it's it just it, – it's, it's, it's equally impressive uh, on two different fronts. We're like, oh, Billy Gunn's huge. But then also, like, these guys are small. Like, it just like <laughs> – Exactly. Exactly. I don't, and I don't know which is more impressive, how big he is and what he's able to do, or, like, how relatively tiny the other guys are and what they're able to do. It is such a funny – such a funny thing to see that. Totally, it's also totally. odd that like why why not throw Austin in there? Like why is like why is Billy going in rather than Austin? It makes no especially sense. with everybody like with all these old school managers that are going on right now. Have Billy manage Austin? Like fuck it, you know? <laughs> like, they already referred to him as the Gun Club. Like why not? I, I know it's really confusing. It's very confusing. Uh, all right, let's get to obviously the main event. This was the biggest part of the show, uh, biggest story, and probably in wrestling this week. You know, uh, you know, we had Mike Tyson in the pay per view at Double or Nothing. AEW did, um, and he didn't really do much. You know, he had his quick run in during the match where he stopped Jake the Snake from bringing a snake into the He fell the asleep. Ring. He, he yawned. God, that was, oh my God. Wor- that was so oh, rough. I, I felt so bad for production. I felt I so know. bad for production because I know. It, it's not like they cut to him while yawning. It was like they cut to him right. and right when they cut to him, he yawned. It was like the worst time. It's that sort of thing. Ever. That's like, it's like that, that thing is like nobody's fault, but you know, everybody was just pissed at each other. Like, oh, you, know, yeah. pe- you know, people were mad at the director. You know, people were mad at the fucking camera guy, probably. Like, you know, everybody was looking for somebody to blame. Like, we look so stupid. And it's like, that's nobody's fault. You could tell, too, someone got in his ear and told him to cheer more after that because then they cut, <laughs> they cut back to him, like, six times where he's, like, clapping, like, yeah, like, getting all crazy just to show that, no, 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 no Tyson's not sleeping ringside. Yeah, uh, like, we need somebody get Mike Tyson a cup of coffee immediately, please. <laughs> So, okay, the Tyson thing on, on uh, Dynamite, you know, uh, everyone listened to saw it, you know, but, okay, so they're basically, they're basically, they recreated the Austin Tyson angle from 20 years ago, centered around a storyline in WWE from 10 years ago, um, and I, I... Okay, I'm so torn on this. I'm, like, so torn on this. Because, like, I think that it's genius to use Tyson in this manner, obviously. You know, Uh, Tyson is someone that people are talking about right now. He's in the midst of a comeback of sorts. He's, like, a newsworthy thing. I think all of that is very smart. Um I just wonder, like, in my mind, right, like, if the Attitude Era would have spawned, you know, would have happened if the Tyson thing had happened with someone who was, you know, older and not part of the new generation, you know? And I was, as, as much as I love Jericho, I feel like, I, I, watch, I watch a lot of wrestling. I barely remembered what they were talking about. Did you guys remember really what that, angle was on no. raw from 10 years ago i forgot it completely 
completely. So, like, I don't think it's some, like, super talked about angle or something like that. No. And you're showing, you're talking about something that happened in a company where the footage you can't show. Um, I didn't understand the, the, the mentality behind that part of things. Like, I, I felt like, and, you know, maybe it's because I thought it would have been smarter to use MJF, and so I'm stuck on what I thought would have been better or something. But, like, I just felt like, all of that press, all of that coverage could have gone to MJF or somebody else who needed it. Like, I feel like Jericho doesn't need it necessarily. And I don't know if Jericho and, and Tyson creates more press for the moment than, than Tyson would have created with anybody in that moment in AEW. It's funny that you mentioned MJF being in that role because that would have been perfect because if we're, if we're going to have – Wardlow turn on him, why not just kind of flip the script in a way where MJF's going to go against Tyson because he's cocky, and then Wardlow's the one that pulls a Tyson and turns on MJF and joins Tyson. Like, that would be much better. Uh, it just, I don't know, it just, it's weird. I, I like that AEW tends to do things like, oh, Moxley and Jericho have a history. They've been following each other around the globe, and they, they've had this feud. I get that. I like that. But this just seems, I don't know, it seems misguided. I, I'm, I'm really conflicted on just how to feel about the entire thing in general. And when I say that, I mean just Mike Tyson being around in general, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, not to get on like a super high horse here or anything, but like, I don't know. I, I, I was excited about AEW maybe being a little bit more of a kind of progressive forward thinking place. And here we are with Mike Tyson, who I think is kind of a pretty unsavory guy. If we want to look back into things that he's been, uh, you know, convicted of, um, it's not really what I was hoping AW was going to be. Uh, but with that being said, I also thought this moment felt big in a way that uh, WWE certainly hasn't, unlike a Raw or SmackDown in a very long time. It, it felt like a moment. Um, I, I don't know that it's the best use of him, and I don't know what is going to happen moving forward with him. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm just conflicted on all of it. I, I thought it was kind of a fairly successful segment, but just in general, Tyson being around, uh, I don't love it. And it's – I don't know. I, it, it, it feels like opposite of what AEW should kind of be doing. And I, I don't know if he's going to be around for a, for a ton of time moving forward. I don't know what the deal is. But um, it does feel like kind of a waste of him if they're going to use him. Um, well, you know, well, you know, just to your point on like it doesn't feel like what people thought AEW was going to be. Um, you know, that was kind of my big confusion with it because, you know, I like I enjoy it. Like I said, uh, you know, I enjoy the chaotic nature of it all. Like, yeah, there's complaints I have about it, but at the end of the day, like, it was wild. It got people talking. It was fun to watch. Blah blah blah. Right. Um, the whole part is fun. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, I I think that my confusion is is that like if this happened in WWE, this exact same thing, exact same thing, book entirely the same way 
I feel like the internet would have been shitting all over today. I feel like the internet would have said it was the dumbest fucking thing. They would have asked if the Saudi prince, you know, asked for Tyson. (laughs) They would have said all these things. They would have said all these things. But today they're like, oh, yeah, no, we like those great ratings were up. You know, the ratings were up. They also, oh, well, the ratings went up, so what does it matter? But, like, when WWE's ratings are better than all of these shows, like the main WWE TV shows are better because they do things like this. They're looked yeah. down upon and they're frowned upon. And I, I, that, that, that confuses me to a certain degree. Like I, 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 it, it, I go like, well, why, where's the double standard here? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why, why it would be hated in one place, but it's, 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 uh, you know, it's praised in another. That part confuses me more than anything. So, um, yeah, I think that was the main. You got, you gotta be issue. cool, man. You got you gotta be cool. You gotta be cool. You gotta be with the cool kids. Is that what it is? That, that's exactly what it is. It's just like when I go, like, it's the same thing with like hardcore bands. Like if you're like if there's like a shitty dude in a band, but they're a cool dude, and like you don't, you're, you're always gonna be like, oh, that guy's a really cool guy. You guys, I'm friends with him, right? Same shit, same exact shit. <laughs> uh, lastly, on the topic of Mike Tyson here. Um, do you guys want to see him in a match? I mean, uh, Chris Jericho did an interview today with Digital Spy where he said that Mike Tyson is capable of wrestling. Of course he's capable of wrestling a match. Um, do you think – are you guys interested in seeing that? I'm not. <laughs> I'm yeah, so I'm mad that I'm not putting the video out of this <laughs> because I I wish you guys could see – the like serious look in trainer's eyes as he said that with such anger behind it, just like a, just, just so just, serious. I just don't, I, what are we doing here? I, mean, <laughs> I, I, get, I get it. I mean, look, I mean, look what happened today. I mean, I think, you know, Tyson was all over. He was in like, you know, AW was getting like mainstream press attention that I don't think they have been getting, uh, a ton of it sort of felt like the biggest wrestling thing that's happened in a while. And so you, I guess on that token, you have to understand why they're doing it, but I just, I disagree. And it's, it's, it's not what I want from my sort of, uh, I don't know, a wrestling company that I, I, I thought was going to be, be maybe uh, a little more focused on actual wrestling um, with, uh, you know, guys who haven't been, you know, convicted of rape. But that's just me. Um, I but no, and also I'm not excited about a match with Mike. Oh, we're gonna get Mike Tyson Chris Jericho match. I don't. You couldn't. I don't want to watch that. Wait. What if I have two? I have two two uh, fantasy bookings that I wonder if this if this makes it more enticing to you. Okay. More enticing. Yeah. Hey. First one. Chris Jericho and I don't know. Let's say <laughs> let's say Sammy Guevara. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think any Chris Jericho and anyone from Inner Circle, right? Uh, <clears throat> again, Mike Tyson and Orange Cassidy. No, no, <laughs> no, no. That one made you guys angry. Well, because I don't want Orange Cassidy getting mixed up with that. you don't want to see mike tyson putting his hands in his pockets alongside 
Orange Cassidy and basically be, I don't know. I, I kind of like him being like an Orange Cassidy gimmick. You only saying that thing, is kind of. The only come on, thing right? That, don't you, come on. You want to see Orange Cassidy putting the glasses on him while Tyson has his hands in his pockets? <clears throat> the only thing that would be sort of funny about that is if Tyson turns on Cassidy and he like sucker punches him and Cassidy has to like fall to the ground slowly or something. <laughs> and it was, this was all <laughs> ploy just for Jericho to ruin Orange Cassidy. And then, and then Tyson yeah. tries to rip his shirt off again unsuccessfully. And, uh, and he's got a inner circle shirt on underneath. Another turn from Tyson. Yeah, I mean, to book him as like a good guy too is like just very unsavory to me. I don't know. It's like <laughs> if you're gonna have Mike Tyson involved, like at least have him align himself with Jericho or whoever. Just like have him join, have him join them. I it just I don't know. I'm not gonna now, be excited about a Mike Tyson match. All right, here what, now the last. Can I get my last fantasy booking out there? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Similar, Jericho, anyone in in a inner circle, whoever, <clears throat> uh, versus Mike Tyson and Sting. Oh my no. god! <laughs> Somehow worse. Yeah, that is worse. <laughs> Somehow worse. At least Orange Cassidy uh, could be in there doing something. Mike Tyson. Oh jeez. Mike Tyson and Sting. <laughs> Where are they? Is it going to be a cinematic match at a retirement home? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I see the only the only upside that I have to Mike Tyson being involved in in what he brought out with him is Henry Cejudo, who, like, he is aside from Kurt Angle, the only gold medalist to enter a wrestling ring, like, to possibly compete, and it would be pretty sick. Like he, I think, I think he could really, uh, you know, come into his own as, as a wrestler. What I think Mike Tyson true. 24 from Jersey shore. Oh, Jesus no. Christ. Oh. No. If it is them punching each other in the face. Sure. <laughs> it's I think Tyson 24 punch each other in the face. So who does? So who does? Robots. Yeah. So who is interesting to me, to me, that, that, potentially for AEW is a way bigger coup. Like, Cejudo just leaves USC as a champ. He's like, I'm done. And then he shows up in AEW. I think he could be a legitimate wrestler for them. Like, he could be a performer. And he's like... He, but he's not a crossover star. Like, most people don't know no, who Henry is. Of course. Of course. But, like, yeah, yeah but I think that... I, I mean... A lot, well, a lot of people do, and, and some people, you know, people UFC fans certainly do. I'm not saying he's he's far from like any sort of a household name or anything like that, but I do think it gives AEW a little bit of cred when this is a guy who was like at the top of his game in the UFC and literally was like, I don't want to do this anymore, and then goes to AEW. I mean, that's that to me is way more interesting than Mike Tyson. You, you know? know, I also didn't think about it until right now. Another possible option. But he's not like a, I don't I don't know if he's wrestled at all yet. Is there's that other boxer that AEW hired that they've been training for the past like year or whatever that a go go guy? Um, maybe they do something with him with Tyson. Sure. Here's the thing. Also, no, no, <laughs> not, not. There you go. All right, fine, fine, Kevin, fine. I'll stop fantasy booking Tyson in AEW. Uh, let's move on. 
to NXT. Uh, I loved Drake Maverick staying alive in the Cruiserweight title tournament the way it was done. Um, you know, I think I, 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 the finish was great. I liked the, you know, the whole, you know, Kushida having the arm bar locked in and then him, you know, laying over and getting the pin. Solid, solid move to, to just to show how scrappy uh, Drake Maverick is right now. Um, and then they show later that he had, you know, that, that Atlas had tapped out or whatever, but, but didn't matter. The, the referee's decision stood. I, I, I like the way all that played out. Um, I think, though, where WWE is going to run into a problem with this is whatever they do with Drake Maverick is not going to be looked at well in the end. You know, I think that if Drake Maverick wins the Cruiserweight title tournament, re- gets rehired, well, if Drake Maverick wins, then people go, well, you lied about firing someone. Like, you put out a public statement firing someone, and you made an angle out of a pandemic firing. Like, that's super not cool, even if he didn't have his job. There's 20 other guys and hundreds of other people that did lose their jobs uh, and way more around the world that are losing their jobs. Not the right time. You know, I think that people are going to get that. And similarly, on the other side, if he loses and then he's gone – Everyone's like, man, that was fucked up that you just made a storyline out of firing this guy and then kicked him to the curb. Uh, so I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really wonder like how they're going to paint themselves out of this corner. I think what I think the the second option that you just said to me would be would be a lot worse. I think the first one is unfortunate. The second one I think is like, what are you doing? Um, I I think it's interesting uh, the story that they're telling with him though. I. You find it compelling and like the finish, I don't really, the finish I like, but then the fact that we saw that Jake tapped to me was almost like kind of a necessary. I don't know why we really needed that. I think if Drake can kind of just like capitalize on this and get a little win and get out of there, I think that's kind of interesting. Like the fact that it maybe wasn't legitimate is like, well, what, what's the point? He's like, he tells Kushida like, you know, if I win, you get the first shot and you're like, okay. Um, so that w- the finish was cool, but then it got kind of convoluted for me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I agree that uh, they're going to have to be pretty pretty careful because it seems a little delicate. But at the same time, I, I am enjoying it. Um, and I'm I'm kind of like wondering, like, as would would El Hijo be like a good choice for the champion? Like, I don't know. Like, it feels like kind of an odd thing, unless he is the mastermind behind those guys that are stealing people. And they He's come in be. and they, yeah, and they help him win. I mean, that would be the option you would think. Because he's got to be the one behind all those people at this point. Has to be. Yeah. Are they going to show, like, where the kidnappers have been this whole like, Kidnappees have been <laughs> this whole time? Yeah, where like, are they? Is Joaquin Wild okay? Like, <laughs> I'm more worried uh, about Raul Mendoza. Yeah, all of them. I'm scared, man. I'm scared for them. I hope they're getting fed wherever they are. Uh, see. I, man, I, I what you what did you guys think about the Johnny Gargano Candace stuff? Uh, he it up a lot more, uh, even more than they've been doing before. And you know, me, I kind of feel like they're starting to find their groove in what they're doing, uh, and I, I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. And I like that we got to see a different side of Mia Yim and Keith Lee. Uh, spoofing the dinner videos but uh, what did you guys think of it 
I think I think you're right as far as them coming into their own as heels. Uh, but there's something I, I love Keith Lee. There's just something that's missing there. There's something like even in the moment like that for a pre-tape, uh, there's just something missing with Keith Lee, and I just I don't I don't know what it is. You know I'm what I really think it is? You know what, what I think it is, Kevin? And I, I, I don't think people want to hear this, but I've always felt this way. Keith Lee is nice of a guy as he is. I think the the, the mm-hmm. way Keith Lee will find success in wrestling well not should he find success. He's very he's already successful in wrestling. The way he will he's move up the North card American champion. Yeah. The way he will move up the card to become like a main eventer is a heel. He's I feel yeah. like He's too nice, and and it doesn't. It's hard to for some people to get into the nice giant type thing that he, this nice big man thing that he has. I think as a monster heel, he would have way more success. He also has this like poetic cadence to the way he talks, and I don't know like if that's the right thing. Like I don't know the right you know if that makes sense, but like yes. the way he talks just. It just I don't know the the cadence of it is very I don't know it's it doesn't it doesn't liven me up when I when I hear him cutting a promo or anything. I just don't think he needs to talk at all. And like I think what they were doing with him uh, initially was really working. I think his sort of initial rise up the ranks in NXT where he wasn't he wasn't a heel. I don't know that he needs to be a heel, but he needs to be imposing. And I, I I'm not really enjoying any of this stuff with with Johnny and Candice and and then Keith and Mia like it's just like it all feels really cheaply produced and not very well made and I just don't know that any of them are great actors uh I'm not loving it and like Johnny it's sort of the same thing like I just Johnny and Candice I just like want to like them and I want to kind of root for them and it's it's a hard pivot uh, it just feels like Johnny and Candace to me definitely feels like people playing roles. It, it doesn't feel authentic at all. And then I felt like the Mia Keith segment last night was pretty hokey. I just didn't think it was very funny or very good. So I, I, I like all four of them a lot. I'm just not like loving whatever storyline the they're story, doing, whatever storyline this is. It just feels very, very cheaply produced and, and, and not very. I don't know. It's just not very interesting. You know, and I don't know I, why I'm, I'm. Go ahead, Kevin. I'm so, no, go ahead. I was just, I'm not certain why I'm, I'm forgetting on for, forgetting her name. Uh, what's the, the uh, wrestler Knox. that came in during Tegan Knox? There you go. Um, I, I, I thought it was kind of like I. The, I think that was the one thing that I kind of liked was her making a reference to Gargano family pizza. Like that was kind of funny, but like also like she's supposed to be shitting on them, and she ate all that pizza. Like, um, so like, it's just a, so it's good. <laughs> it's <not. laughs> yeah. um, you know, the next match was Shotzi Blackheart and Raquel Diaz. Um, you, you know, it, it's crazy how much just like a character profile video can do for someone, uh, and to, in terms of making people more interested in them. And maybe this was just me, but I was like ten times more interested in these two women uh, than than I had been in the past. And that's not to say I disliked them in the past, uh, but the two character profiles they did on them, the one with Shotzi was out in the, you know, in the desert with a giant tank or whatever. And the one they had of Raquel just being a badass with Dakota Kai really like 
helps solidify their characters. So I was actually really into this match that they had on NXT this week. Um, you know, regardless of, uh, you know, it not being like the most important match, obviously. I just, I felt like both of them are kind of like, I like the momentum that both of them have right now. Um, and it's, the whole tank thing really made me like her mini tank even more for some reason, if that makes any sense. I I have to tell you, the Shotzi promo video from last week is one of my least favorite things I've ever seen. What? I thought it was so embarrassing. I thought it was, like, really bad. Like, when she's like, she's like, oh, my crush you i can't i don't want to remember the lines because they were so bad i <laughs> i thought it made her look so embarrassing and so sad and i like her i was like cringing during that See, entire I, video i i couldn't disagree more because i felt like before when she was doing it i it, it looked like a girl just howling for no reason and riding a mini tank it, it felt fake to a certain degree, like it didn't feel believable her character to me. But then when you make her this larger than life personality and you see that this woman actually is this crazy tank girl, like from the movie where she's out there riding tanks and howling into the, you know, howling into the sky. And her dad was a biker dude that raised her to be a badass. Like, I don't know. To me, I was like, all right, now I, now all of this makes sense. Finally. Yeah, I don't know. About that. <laughs> I was, where did I you was, stand on it? I was okay with her just being the punk rock girl. Like, I felt like she just she came off as this like punk rock girl who like way more than like Ruby Riot could. Like, I don't know. Like, I just like that's what I got from from Shotzi. And then you always felt like she needed something else. I, yeah, I, I get it. Now, now she's now instead of punk rock girl, she's Tank Girl, like the movie or whatever. You know. Yeah, it's a comic book, it's a movie. It is a comic book and a movie. Are we to believe that she's like drives tanks around? Oh Uh, yeah, is that so unbelievable in the world of professional wrestling that there's a character who rides tanks around? That's hard for you to suspend your disbelief on? She rides a Um, mini tank to the ring. Yeah, and it's really dumb. And when Dakota, wait, 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 you don't even like the mini tank thing that when she comes no. to the ring on it. No, I don't. I like the mini tank. I like it. I want to ride it around, but I don't think I think it makes her look like a child. I I I I bought into her like like Kevin was saying. I I don't know that she needs all of the. The hoopla to make you believe that she's sort of this like girl because she is and she like is just she's like a badass and now I just it it looks like she's playing dress up and it's like she's I don't know I, I, it doesn't work for me I like her I the match the match I enjoyed and I think she's great in the ring but like everything that's happening outside of it is uh, is not working for me that's crazy I thought, I thought everybody oh liked God. it. I thought everybody liked it. I didn't realize this was no. another one of those things where I'm on an island on my own over no, here. No, I don't know that you are. I might be, but uh, uh, I just don't know. I Dude, that trust know. fall was yeah. terrible. The whole coffin drop thing was oh, that looks so painful. So painful. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited uh, for, about her, but, you know, yeah. less tanks. No. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, hey, you know, no, I don't even want to go back to that. I just realized I left something out of AEW that I meant to bring up, but it's too late now. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel bad about that. I hope she's not too. I hope she, she seemed like she's not too injured from that fall because she's still been like tweeting and acting like nothing happened or anything like that. So, yeah, so hopefully she's still, okay. You can still tweet when you fall in your. You can still tweet <laughs> like usually if someone's badly so injured, they're not sitting there like tweeting every hour. You know, like they're well, dealing with well, a she's, fucking important injury. Well, she's. Well, she's in a hotel. She, a hotel. She's in a hospital bed. She has nothing else to do. She, she exactly. broke every bone in her body. No, guys, I, yeah. Let's not spread false. Let's not spread fake news here, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we had Chelsea Green team with Charlotte Flair against uh, Charlotte Io Flair Shirai. match. You tell you say wow. That, yeah, we had another what one of those. Pleasure <laughs> to see her. Um, and then they beat Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Um, I actually felt like the most newsworthy part of this happened after the show, and that was Chelsea Green firing Robert Stone. Uh, I was confused as to why they didn't have this on TV. I thought it should have been on TV. Um, But, yeah, so that pairing is officially done now, it would appear. Yeah, and that makes me wonder what happens with with Chelsea. Uh, it's just like that just kind of came out of nowhere. I don't quite understand what to make of that. Uh, I guess we'll see. The, the match itself, I I thought it was pretty good actually. Um, I enjoyed the match. It's you know Charlotte's fifteenth of the week, but yeah, I don't understand what's going on with Chelsea. What um, I take from it is the opposite. And it's more like I don't know what they're gonna do with Robert Stone now because if I, well, yeah, that was about to yeah. Say. Oh, believe, oh, believe me, uh, I think that too. I mean, I think, yeah. I think I think his time is is uh, is, uh, is but, just about but, done. But like I, I wonder if they're gonna kind of like have the reason they did that is because they're gonna have Charlotte take on like a mentor <laughs> type thing with Chelsea to kind of like give her something new to do in NXT that's different and have her like mentor someone in NXT and almost have her own little lackey, so to speak, that they can kind of like build up towards something similar to the Wardlow MJF thing where it'll build up to like finally Chelsea not being able to take it and, and turning on Charlotte or something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Sure, I man. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. They also announced that it's going to be um, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream at In Your House in, a, in what appears to be some kind of cinematic match. They did, they were in the whole yeah. world. You know the new WWE, the I'll NXT find a place lingo for you. is I'll find a place for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I like that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to bring it up. I really like that promo package with uh, Danny Burke. Uh, and, oh, I forgot uh, to write that down. Uh, I did too. Danny Burke and Oni. Yeah. I, it made, I liked it a lot. It gave like a real Jason Statham vibe to Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him being like, oh, it's like looking in a mirror, but I'm han- more handsome. I'm like, it's just like, I don't know. Like, they're, it's a good time. Yeah, it was, no, it, was a good, it was a good one. I agree. I, I liked what they did with that. I like all the character profile things they've been doing lately. Um, you know, Fightful.com reported uh, that the Adam Cole Velatine dream match, uh, spoiler alert. So, so fast forward a little bit if you don't want to hear this, but it's not that major uh that it sounds like they're gonna almost have like a they're gonna fight like in a parking lot it sounds like where they're gonna like have like a you know we, 
trainer and I we were talking about this this week where there's the there's this wrestling event that's going to be happening where it's like a drive-in wrestling event basically uh, where people pull up and they can watch from their car. It sounds like that's kind of what they're going to be doing for this match. They're going to do like a circular thing where the cars are going to be surrounding the wrestlers and they're going to kind of wrestle on the pavement almost it sounds like. Uh, which sounds kind of cool to me. Sounds like something you see like in like a Street Fighter video game. Yeah, I, it sounds okay. I, I don't understand really why it's happening for this match. It feels maybe like a little unearned and just like them taking it to the parking lot or whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I don't mind it. I, 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 I kind of I look forward to you know these cinematic matches just because you don't really know what to expect visually. So I think it adds a, l- a layer of intrigue to it. So, yeah, I- I'm willing to see what they can do. Yeah, you know, they also – right, didn't they say that uh, if Velveteen Dream loses, he has right. to leave NXT, right? Um, no, so, it, no, it's he, not – no, it's he can't challenge for the belt again if, if Cole has – If Adam Cole's right? champion. Right. And then if Cole wins, he just wins? I guess. Yeah. Well, no, no. If Cole wins – then Velveteen Dream can never. Oh yeah, yeah. The title while yeah. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like there's no way Adam Cole drops the belt to Velveteen Dream here, right? I don't think so. I can't imagine so. No, that would feel very odd to me. Just terrible timing with everything that had happened. Whether it's you know what, whatever, if it's true or not. Uh, which I have no idea. Uh, but regardless, uh, it seems like a weird time to put the title on Velveteen Dream. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's just I a weird be- time to have him in this match in general. I don't know. It feels kind of odd. Do you think he gets the call up though after this? I guess, I mean, wh- I I guess. I mean, where's I mean, why have this stipulation if it just feels odd to have the stipulation? Either way, almost, because, like, if if Cole wins, which I think he will, then Dream can't challenge for the belt if he has it. And then there's nothing left for him to do. He sort of feels, like, on an island. So, I guess, I guess so. But he, that feels so weird. It's like, you know, the stuff going on with him isn't exactly a, a secret in, in, you know, wrestling circles I yeah guess. but, I, but feels... no one knows if the, if it's true or not like it was some yeah, random thing. so it's more just like one of those things that people are talking about now and now that a narrative gets spread so quickly like i have no idea you know what but like mm-hmm. i have no idea so i just think timing wise though and just it's it's not it's not gonna help him so i think that um i don't know i think though i feel like he, i could see him losing and, and getting called up to raw i could see him losing and then filling the void of some of the talent that's missing on Raw. Do we feel like the dream call-up should have happened a long time ago, and now he just kind of feels like it's just the whole mystique of him is really worn off? Like, if he shows up on Raw or SmackDown (laughs) next week, and obviously the no crowd thing is is not helping, but I don't even know how exciting it is. And I don't really know where he goes or what he does. It just feels like... I feel his... like it's more exciting than him just staying around NXT any longer. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree, I guess. Like, but, all of yeah. NXT needs an overhaul. Like, I like it. I, you know, I like 
so many of those wrestlers, but I just what do you care about there, Luke? Uh, but I just feel like <laughs> but I just feel like the 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 whole roster needs a little bit of a, a shakeup, so to speak, in, in NXT. So um, I think that he's going to be gone soon. It seems like Riddle's going to be gone soon. Um, you know, which we discussed last week on the show. Uh, and lo and behold, my my suspicion. Yeah, you were correct. right. You were right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He hasn't. He hasn't yet. But it, the after well, you know, we had that conversation, that's true. Yeah, but after we had that conversation, the the speculation just only grew rampant. Uh, and 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 that was only furthered by the fact that he lost the fight pit match. Uh, the fight pit, which was basically a lion's den match without the same shape. It was like a cage match with the platform on top reinforced in certain spots um i thought this was fucking awesome like this match ruled i think this was this to me was probably one of the best matches in the fanless you know the crowdless era that wasn't a cinematic match you know that was just two dudes beating (laughs) each other up in front of people or whatever um I loved it. The, the 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 emotion was there from the beginning. You had Matt Riddle doing that like crazy jump from the top of the cage uh, to do like that rolling punch to kick things off to like flipping off the cage like like when he's in a submission move. Like so many cool things they did that I was just so impressed that it was like a mix between scaffold match, cage match. And, like, one of the MMA-inspired matches that we've seen uh, in pro wrestling. So cool. Uh, You know, my only only real thing that I didn't know was the right call was having Riddle lose. If you're going to have – you know, I get that it's, like, getting Thatcher to kind of, like – replace him on the way out so you know to a certain degree of like okay well without matt riddle we need someone of that level now we've got thatcher he was able to beat riddle so it's okay but i just think that riddle is so has so much potential to be a big deal on the main roster you know on raw or smackdown that if he is moving to raw or smackdown um i truly believe that he i felt like a win would have been better because he should be a big deal. He shouldn't be a guy that just lost to Timothy Thatcher. I feel like. Yeah, I I, I agree because I I don't know. Like, I don't really like the whole send off with a loss. I don't like. Yeah. I, I feel like that and, that happens well, often with NXT. And when it's a champion, it's different. Like a champion, <laughs> I kind of get because they have to lose the title. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I don't know. I think I disagree. I don't. I don't think it really matters, to be honest. I, I think he can show up and he, you know, find a way for him to make an impact immediately. And I think you forget you forget all about the loss, and then you have you know Thatcher really established as this this really menacing guy. So I, I don't know that it really matters that much, to be honest. I, I think you can write that wrong by having him show up on SmackDown and making a huge statement and make him look like a big guy. And all of a sudden that loss kind of feels like it's in the, in the rear view mirror a little bit. Yeah. That's, I, I, that's, fair, another, thing. that's another thing is where like, it, uh, as you was saying, like he could feel the void that's in on raw, but at the same time, like I feel like it's a better idea to have him on SmackDown because it's not on the same network as NXT was. So he kind of gets a fresh audience in a way. Cause there's a lot of people that might not watch USA network shows. 
Well, that's what he said. I interviewed him a few weeks ago, and that's what he said in our interview when I asked him which show he'd prefer to go to eventually, Raw or SmackDown. He said, you know, I already kind of have the USA Network crowd covered on NXT. I'd love to be exposed to a different audience. I'd love to be exposed to the Fox audience. So, yes, I agree. I also think that in the absence of Roman Reigns, there's a big void for top face on Fox right now, on on SmackDown right now. Um, I think that they... someone needs to to step up and become that spot. And I could be wrong, but I could see Matt Riddle being that guy, dude. Like Matt Riddle is a, like a young guy who connects with certain audi- with young audiences. Um, he's cool. People like him. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think that he could be, he could, he could really make an impact if they do the right thing with him. I agree, but I also think, I mean, so, you know, Braun has the belt, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't think they're going to go, you know, Braun, Matt Riddle. I certainly don't think that's sort of where they want to go. And I, it doesn't look like Braun is losing the belt anytime soon, unless maybe he, I mean, no, he, they're not going to have him lose in that handicap match to Miz and Morrison, which, what is that? But, um, it's just like what? Yeah, what? Yeah. what? I don't. What is that? I don't know. Yeah. It's just so strange. But uh, I I agree. I I think it would be a maybe a bit of a mistake to to push him too fast too soon. But I do think that he can be there eventually. I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't look like the top challenger in SmackDown is going to be a face for at least a little while. Um, well, so- I would like to see a few things going on in SmackDown personally. You know, like. Braun Strowman's title reign, fine. That's good, you know. The the AJ as Intercontinental Champion, having it be like the workhorse title. The rise of Matt Riddle and more Bray Wyatt. I think that like those things are a recipe for success on on SmackDown. I think so. Um, I just think that Matt Riddle is someone that will help kind of like with the young crowd. I think that he connects with the young crowd more than others. And I think that it'll help kind of people be like, Oh, I want to see what he's doing on Friday nights. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think, yeah, if they're smart with it, I think he can, he can be everything they want him to be, you know, he's, and, and let's also not forget he's, he's a great wrestler too, you know? So he has all this stuff and then can go in the ring and you're like, all right, let's, let's do it. Yeah, as evidenced by this pit fight or fight, yeah, fight pit, right? Yeah, it was a fight pit match. Fight pit. Uh, as evidenced fight by the fight pit, uh, dude, did you guys like that match as much as I did? Yes. I loved it. I loved it so much. I thought I thought, I thought was, every, every was stiff. Yeah, and I thought I, it, it was innovative without being like overwrought. Like it was this new this new thing, this new structure that we'd never seen before but that felt really legitimate and, and, and not really kind of convoluted in a weird way that like, you know, something like an elimination chamber maybe can be sometimes like there's pods and there's lights and there's all this and it's kind of sticky. This felt legit and it felt cool and it felt real. And yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I like the platforms too. The platforms yeah. really add to the Like it, make it not feel just like a cage match. Yeah. You also put the right guys in there for it. Like, I don't know, everything kind of worked so well together um, because you could easily put a guy who's a cage fighter against a guy who has no no reason to be in that type of match, and it just becomes this weird gimmick. 
But putting those two guys together, it just felt so raw and real. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I hope that we see more of them. I feel like now that they have that um, at their disposal, uh, I, I, I can't tell if I think it's smarter to make it a Timothy Thatcher thing, a la the lion's den with with uh, Ken Shamrock, or just an NXT thing when two guys really just want to beat the shit out of each other. Uh, either way, I, I, good call. I, it was smarter than to do. Uh, all right, trainer, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, D-A-N-T-R-A-I-N-O-R, number one. Uh, that's pretty much it. I'm not an Instagram guy. I'm, you know, ProWrestlingSheet.com, baby. You don't have an Instagram? No. Really? No. Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> that is crazy. Thank you. I'm, I've, I've held out this long. I can't. Are you just anti-Instagram? No, not really. I just, I, I've just never got one, and I know if I, I think it got to a point where I know if I did get one, I'd like, I have enough things to waste my time on. Like, I just, I can't focus on anything as it is. Like, if I had another thing to scroll on, I'd be hopeless. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, Kevin, where can people find you at? You guys can find me at Kevin gets at on Instagram and Twitter cross platform. Uh, at Ryan Satin on social media, at Wrestling Sheet for the website and show, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt. Make sure you're washing the hands. Make sure you're wearing your damn mask when you go outside of your house. It's crazy to see people out there not wearing they're masks. I went to 7-Eleven. Guy walks into 7-Eleven. There's a huge sign on the door saying, don't come in without a mask. Guy comes in wearing a mask. So make sure you're wearing your mask. Uh, and stay and, and, and keep your eye on the sheet. Okay, goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.